This is Unclaimed Bands, show 197. Hey, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and tonight my guest is Marina V. Welcome. Thank you so much, Sean, for having me on. Oh, it's, it's certainly my pleasure. Uh, I'm glad we were able to get you through uh, Reverb Nation, because uh, I don't know that when I'm going to be in California long enough to just wander around and discover you, especially because <laughs> you tour so much, too. Yes, I do. I love touring. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna keep. We're not gonna keep anybody in any more suspense out there listening. Let's give them um, a taste of your music. What uh, What are we gonna play for them first? Oh, we're gonna play my song "Run" from my album "Inner Superhero." All right, this is "Run."
All right, that was Run. Marina, tell me something about that song. Give me a little history on that one. That song is about a slightly unhealthy obsession about something, or you can think it's maybe about someone, but for me it was about something in particular. Um, but people think it's a love song, so I let them think whatever they want to think because that's what music is like, right? We we interpret it the way we feel the way we feel it. So, But, yeah, for me it's, <laughs> it was about an unhealthy obsession. <laughs> it was with Twinkies, right? Something like Twinkies? No, it's not, no, 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 it's not food-related. <laughs> okay. I mean, I had an unhealthy relationship with Twinkies a while ago, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, if that song makes you feel better about your Twinkies obsession, then, you know, <laughs> yes, I have done my job as an artist. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it did. I, I don't feel bad about leaving them on the side of the road and getting them out of my life, so... Um, tell me um, you know reading your bio uh, which I encourage everybody to go to the website and 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 read it uh, I think your story is very very fascinating and we don't nearly have enough time to cover everything but I I won't could you give me a a little bit a little history about you know how you got involved in music and 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 like that and what you know got you kind of to start anyway no of course um I was born in Moscow, Russia, uh, and for as long as I can remember, I have always had music in my head. Since I was a baby, I've always had melodies in my head, and I, I, it's always been a part of me. And I've been writing songs, full-on songs, since I was a, a kid as well. And I started playing piano, learning a little bit when I was four. I'm no Mozart by any stretch of imagination, but I started really early. I was always drawn to music. Uh, and, uh, so when I was, um, I've been writing, 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 writing songs. I went to school of music in Russia for eight years because my mom thought, you know, since I had some inclination for music, I should do something with that. And that was the only option available. There was no such thing as like songwriting classes or pop music, whatever. It was classical. So I studied classical piano for eight years. Um, and let's see, and yeah, when I came to this country, I was 15 years old, I came to America from Russia, I won a really big scholarship, and uh, it changed my life because I saw that in America you can really start, you can um, start with nothing, and with hard work and talent you can amount to something, which is uh, very much, you know, what what you guys call American dream, and that way of thinking was not at all in Russia when I was growing up. For any, any musicians that I had heard of, they had had connections and parents some way higher up. Nobody came from nothing. Uh, and I saw a lot of stories of artists in America who really started with zero connections. And you know, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I and that inspired me so much. So uh, that's when I decided that I was going to try to be a musician uh, as a career. I never thought I could. I just always assumed it was impossible because in Russia... At that time, I grew up like in the very end of the Soviet Union. Things were, uh, Soviet Union fell apart. Things were just a giant mess. Nobody had any money. Um, and just, you didn't even, like, dare to even dream of, of things. They were just like, hmm, how am I going to eat the next day? You know, like, so my parents, all they did were worried about paying, you know, for our food. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of people in, in this country um, miss. Um, missed that part of the story that when when um, when that fell, um, you know everybody's like oh freedom 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 and it's just you know 
shall we say, freedom without a, a security blanket for uh, the common common people, the, the society, and not being able to do that. I thought it was uh, very interesting that you, you'd, you'd actually, your father being a nuclear physicist, and you at one time were working at a beverage place, and you were making more money than him. Um, yes. You know, just I, I think people just don't can't couldn't grasp that uh, because of the way, yeah. that, you know, because it was government, right, that he'd worked That's for. That's right. And it was so chaotic in the 90s in Russia. Um, for a while, he wasn't getting paid at all. And then when he started getting paid, seriously, like they suspended their salaries for like months and months because the government was um, uh, broke and they couldn't afford to pay the employees. So my father, a nuclear physicist, among millions of other people, had no salary at some point in the 90s. And at that, uh, when I was working for um, it was uh, Schweppes, Cadbury Schweppes, you know, the Schweppes drinks that mm -hmm. you put in your... <laughs> anyway, so I was working for that company, and I was making more than what my dad was making um, as a nuclear physicist, and I, I didn't even have my high school diploma yet at that point. I was 16. Isn't that crazy? That is. That's that's insane. So that's that just, just shows insane. you, like, what a chaos I came from, and... Um, so you couldn't even think like, "Ooh, I would like to try to do music." Like, no, you're just trying to survive and 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 make sure that there's enough food on the table for tomorrow. You know, so, one of, one of the other things I I wanted to bring up because I I think uh, this is uh, I had something similar a long time ago. But you you said in the bio that one I guess one of the first songs while you were in school you wrote you played it for your teacher. Your teacher was basically like, "Just forget that." That's right. She she basically, and now that I'm older, I understand. She was a classical uh, piano teacher. She never had composed or written anything of her own. All she did was in classical music, you follow what's on the sheet of music. You do it precisely how it's there. So there's really no room for doing something different. And I, I was singing my own, you know, I was doing a singer-songwriter thing, which was not quite much of a genre in Russia at that time, and she thought it was just... She she told my mom it didn't make any sense what I was doing. And the funniest thing is I have recording of me from that time, not that that specific day, but from that year, and those were really good songs for, you know, for a kid. Very good songs. Very proud of them. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I... I've certainly been through that with some teachers early on in life, and I'm sure plenty of other people have been. And um, got derailed from probably some things that I uh, should have done sooner. So I, I think it's very important that people understand that just because someone, even a teacher, tells you, uh, no, you know, you have to you have to revisit if you really truly believe in what you're doing. And that's that's great that you did that didn't end your career. You know what I mean? Cool. Thank you. No, but it took me a few years to really re regain my passion for that. I because yeah, as a kid, you're so impressionable. You know, anybody. Anybody's opinion can really devastate you. That's why you, I mean, that's one of the many reasons you have to be always very gentle and careful with kids. Uh, I mean, even with adults, for God's sakes, you know, I mean, <laughs> you, always, yes. you always shouldn't be an asshole to people ever <laughs> because your words can affect somebody for life. <laughs> so it's, um, it's just the way it is, right? And it's funny how we don't realize that earlier on i guess only later <laughs> yeah yeah my, my, older my, and wiser hopefully <laughs> my, my grandmother was fond of saying that you can never take back the spoken word and uh that's so true yeah I, i've tried to try to keep that in check sometimes you know what i mean when i when i talk to people uh obviously but you know we're, we're all human hey i i gotta ask you about this one other thing from early history i gotta ask about <laughs> the beatles 
Yeah. <laughs> is it true that you learned or started learning how to speak English from Beatles songs? Yes, that is very true. I just fell in love with them, and it made me want to realize, to try to understand what, what they were singing about. Uh, so it was just so fun because at first I could pick out one or two words, you know, the obvious ones in the songs. But um, I remember, like, Here, There, and Everywhere was one of my first songs that I had heard by the Beatles. And I just loved it. I just wanted to hear and understand every word. And, yeah, so they really inspired me to really, really start learning. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So let's shift topics now towards uh, your new record, uh, Inner Superhero. Um, Looking at your catalog, you've whether it's singles or EPs or, or long play, and other collaborations you've you've done quite a lot of work um you know from uh, songs on you know for people out there who don't know and and maybe haven't read the bow yet um you've done songs for tv shows for movies for video games and with this new uh new record you have coming out how do you how do you feel it differs from previous releases or your last release I think um, for every artist, hopefully every artist will tell you that, the new record should be their best one yet because if it's worse than the previous, then that's your bad artist. (laughs) (laughs) So I think in my personal own opinion that this is my best record yet in terms of songwriting. Um, I really had clear messages in the songs that I really wanted to get out. I'm so proud of the music. A lot of the songs, uh, people tell uh, people tell me they're extremely catchy, which is a gr- very good thing. You don't want them to be not catchy. Yes. Um, but also, it's, uh, I'm very proud of the album. It's a kind of a concept album. It's, uh, it's called Inner Superhero, and it's about the whole kind of concept of the album is finding that inner strength that each and every one of us has inside, but sometimes we forget we have it and uh, this is kind of a reminder to myself, for me personally, to, to keep finding that strength and keep nurturing it because we, are, we human beings are so resilient and so strong. And sometimes from all the doubt that we have, because we all have self-doubt, we forget how strong we are. But then once in a while during usually difficult moments in our life, we're, rem- we're reminded that we're strong after all. And this is what kind of inner superhero is, that inner strength. And so I'm proud of that, of, of having that message out with my, with my concept. Uh, with it it sounds album, great. So. sounds great. When, when do you expect this? To, I know you said fall, but do you have a, have a release date yet or no? It was originally scheduled for September. It's pushed back. It's supposed to come out on Sony Red. Um, it just there's some whatever bureaucratic technical stuff that's happening. But it will come out end of the year because right now I I have it out. Like I was just touring. I'm selling it to my listeners at shows, but it's not uh, officially available on iTunes or Amazon or anywhere yet online, just on my website, marinav.com. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, yeah, it'll get that stuff squared away. That would be ready for Christmas. There you go. Yeah, I'll make I it a Christmas so. release. <laughs> um, so, uh, Comic Con, I saw that you went to Comic Con. You have a song on a song called "World Unknown" uh, for Space Command. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that, how that happened, and then tell me about Comic Con. Was this your first experience there? Yeah, it was my first Comic Con, and I have many friends who had gone in the past, so I I had been warned that it's a madhouse, which it is. It's uh, it's really overwhelming on every possible level, visual and audio and 
just you name it, even scent. You know, it's a millions of smells of sweaty people walking around because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just, it's summer in Santiago. It's it's overwhelming and offensive and fun and cool and <laughs> can't wait to get out of there all all at once. Um, but it was great, and I I co-wrote a song with a composer of. Um, uh, Space Command, the the end credit song, and they premiered it on their big panel. It was really cool. They just played the whole song of the whole length uh, through the big bombastic speakers in the auditorium, and everybody listened quietly, and it was so much fun. Um, and I took a bow, and everybody came up to me afterwards. It was just really just very pleasant first experience at Comic Con, and it's really great to be part of a sci-fi um, you know franchise like that. It's a uh, you're very exciting. That's great. That's great. Um, you know, I want to, before, before we go any further, uh, I'll tell you what, why don't we take a pause and let people listen to another song? Um, what, what do we, uh, we don't want to let people hear this time. I think uh, we have a song called Speak um, from my new album as well. And this one is about believing in yourself and uh, just being strong. So it's called Speak. Uh, I I I listened to this song several times over. I really like it, so I think everybody else oh, will too. Oh, thank you, thank you, Sean. All right, this is "Speak" by Marina V.
that was speak marina what's the best place for everybody to find out what's going on uh with you and your music and any other projects you have coming up oh my uh, the best place is marinav.com my official website and i have links to all of my social media on there as well but yeah marinav.com everything is on there and for everybody who signs up through my email updates gets a handful of free downloads as a little gift so I encourage people to sign up, and um, they'll get all of my news as well. Yeah, I, I would encourage people to, to sign up as well. I was reading the list of things that you can get from signing up and and uh, joining the club and everything, and I think that's uh, that's really cool. You, you have a lot there to offer people. Cool, thank you. So people go get it, and when she's done taking a break and going back out on tour, definitely go see Marina V perform because that's the best way to actually see artists. Oh, I agree. I, I I think live shows are the best. I'm a big fan of music myself, so anytime I get a chance, I go see other artists perform. You know, with with all the touring that you do, um, what would you say is like the best part and the worst part about touring? Uh, the best part, well, obviously performing and connecting with people. My personal favorite thing, I just love performing, feeling that magic that happens in the moment of performance because it's it's just there. It's like it's here and now, and it's very special connection between the artist and the audience, the, that kind of co- cool energy that you can't quite describe unless you're at a live show, right? Mm-hmm. And I love that. As a, I love being on stage performing, and I love being in the audience for other artists, some of my favorite artists. So that's my favorite thing, performing. Of course, meeting people and traveling and discovering new places, I I love traveling, so this is really great. Um, the the worst thing about touring, it's really and honestly exhausting. It is it's very very hard. Most people probably would not be suited for touring because it's um, it's physically and mentally um, overwhelming. Um, there was I don't know if you know who um, I think his name is Scott Ian from Anthrax. Yep. Um, he a few years ago <laughs> he was. Um, he took a couple of his friends, good friends on tour because they told him, oh, my God, how often, like how awesome it would be to tour with him and, like, go on this adventure. They quit after a couple of days because the schedule is so brutal. <laughs> you have to get up super early, usually do a lot of stuff, sometimes radio shows, or just get up and drive. And then you have to, uh, I mean, just travel alone is overwhelming. Plus then 
you have to uh, spend significant amount of time sound checking. And we, in my case, we lug our own gear. You know, we are our own roadies as well. So we have to drive, lug the gear, set up, sound check, then hopefully have a chance for a shower wherever we're staying, and then, you know, go on stage, perform, and then see people. It's, it's all wonderful, but it takes so much energy. So, if, you know, by the time it's midnight, 1 a.m., and then you have to get up at 7 a.m. and do it all over again, and sometimes it's 500 miles you have to drive 500 miles and be, you know, perform and look fresh and happy because you don't want to look tired and crabby. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that is, I think, the hardest part because it's really physically demanding and emotionally. So a lot of people, that's why sometimes bands fight on the road because it's so demanding. You have to be very strong emotionally. Oh, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To handle the stress and it's... Uh, and but then again, do it all with a happy face because you never want to disappoint your audience. Because um, our job as artists to really make it look easy and make their worries go away. You know that's what music does, right? So mm-hmm. you don't want to add to people's worries. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's how I see it. Anyway, so it's, no. it's amazing and crazily difficult all at the same time. But I never want to stop because I I truly love doing this. Well, that's good to hear that you truly love doing it. Um, that's that's you know the best part. I mean, if if you don't, then you know what are you doing it for? Exactly, right? Of course, no, absolutely. You have to love it. Well, the touring leads me into my next question. I wanted to ask about this. Uh, I saw this on your your site. Uh, dinner and concert at my house. <laughs> yes. Can you explain to people what that is? Because <laughs> I've never seen it before. I, you know what? I had never seen it before either. Uh, basically, what's what we do, I um, open up my house for fans to come in. Um, well, in advance, they have to buy tickets, $100 a ticket. I know it sounds pricey, but if you think of it, they get a full-on traditional Russian home-cooked dinner, usually all organic, and an hour-and-a-half concert. And we limit it to only eight people at a time because, you know, I, don't wanna, I want to make it very, very private and special uh, experience for fans and so I cooked the dinner five course traditional Russian dinner uh, we'll hang out eat food usually they bring some wine to, to the fans and we enjoy a little bit of although I don't drink before I sing so I usually drink afterwards but <laughs> um, and then we if they have any requests beforehand sometimes fans would give me like 10 songs I'd love to hear and I do them all you know and it's great um, it, it allows the true fans who truly care for my music to get to ask questions, um, get to get to know me more on a personal level, because I know for me, I would love, Paul McCartney is my favorite artist, for example. If he had something like that, I would be the first in line for an experience, <laughs> and one-on-one experience with my favorite artist, you know? So, um, and I know people have told me how, awesome and fun it is for them and so they asked me to keep going and we have had several repeat uh, fans as well who have come from pretty far away which is absolutely amazing that's that's pretty uh, pretty incredible i mean i've known plenty of artists who've traveled and played house concerts at someone's place or something else like that but uh to actually you know cook for people and open up your home like that and i would imagine that it also offers fans um who don't know one another to connect from different geographical locations as well too that's very true they have made friends and not all friends on facebook you know it's it's amazing every evening like that has been 
um, absolutely unique and so special for me. And I know the fans tell me it's very special for them, but for me and, and for my husband, um, who's my co-writer, uh, both he and I, after every time, like, wow, can you believe how nice that was? Because these are the true music fans, not just fans of our music, but fans of music. And it's just nice. We get to have great conversations and it's just, just really very special. And I came up with that idea because a couple of summers ago it was totally broke. My tour fell through and I decided to try to figure out a way to make some money. And um, I've been cooking for friends. I, I do my traditional Russian dinners for friends. And I thought, hmm, maybe I should do that. And so that's how, that's how it happened. That's, that's incredible. That's really cool. Um, you know, I, I wanted to ask, you know, with, with the success that you've had and everything you've done, if you weren't doing music, if you had never done it, what do you think you'd be doing right now? Oh, it is really hard to say because I can't really even imagine what I would be doing. But having said that, I I like a lot of things. Just in general, I'm very interested in many, many things. Um, maybe, I don't know. I thought when I was young, I thought I would become a psychologist like my mom. Uh, but now I can't really picture myself doing that. But I don't know. I I don't know. I'm very much into environment. I would I could be probably working for Greenpeace or doing something like that. I I love that. That's cool. But, That's very cool. But I really don't know because it's really hard to be that like it's very hypothetical at this point. <laughs> oh no, I understand. I just figured I'd ask. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. What uh, what where do you want to be? career-wise in three years where do you see yourself or where would you like to? I would uh, thank you that's a very cool question I I would love to honestly do exactly what I'm doing now but on a bigger level like right now I'm playing small like small theaters and clubs I would like to do amphitheaters and I'm not looking for staple centers or you know those uh, 20,000 people uh, although that might be nice but I think my actual dream is would be to do very nice amphitheaters. Like I'd love to play Greek theater in LA and venues like that. There are many of them around the world, and that would be that would be pretty amazing. So I would love to do that. Well, I wish you luck with that. I think I think that's very attainable. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. I work very hard, and with some luck, more and more things will hopefully happen. Thank you so much, John. Oh well, I I, I you can definitely tell. Um, from what you've accomplished so far, that 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 certainly comes with hard work. It's not just uh, given to people. And and uh, you know, too often I think that when uh, artists become, uh, we'll say, quote unquote, discovered, okay, um, that people don't realize the what, what it took to get them there. When you see, I, th I think that unfortunately shows like X Factor and all that are are a little distorting of the fact that people just think, oh, look, they stood in line, they got an audition, and now they're famous. You know what I mean? Where that doesn't yeah. happen for the majority of artists that, that are really out there and the ones that probably people think that love and grew up on, like the Beatles, for instance. Um, mm -hmm. It wasn't like, hey, we were here, we played one time, boom, look, now we're there. It, it, it's a long, long, hard work and a long road to get there, and I, I think you're d definitely on that road, uh, both you and, and Nick as well. Cool, so. thank you. And one thing I just will add to that, it's, it has been distorting kind of people's perception of what it's like to become an artist, the reality shows, and perhaps YouTube sensations. But in general, I think the true artists people love, majority of them, not even as old as the Beatles, even newer artists, the ones that really stick.
stay longer and have the longevity are the ones who have worked hard and who have done many live shows, not just stood in line for whatever, the voice audition, like you yeah. said. But because it's, it really builds character in a way that makes artists so much stronger and that wisdom is in the songs. And that's why we, the audience, want to hear, we don't want, you know, some crappy stupid song once in a while you do just for fun you know like whatever dance club you don't really want to think deep but in general a true art that means something it usually comes from artists that have lived and have have faced plenty of challenges and being on the road and and years of you know quote-unquote pain to dues um builds that character it's it's amazing so some of my favorite artists are the people who have been at it for a long time and they get only better and better with time well said, well said. Um, but listen, before we wrap everything up here, is there anything you want to say to your fans out there? Oh, just thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Unclaimed Bands here. Thank you for supporting musicians. And yes, and please go sign up um, for my music updates at marinav.com and get a handful of free downloads as a gift. Cool. Well, Marina, I want to thank you for taking time to do this. I really appreciate it. Um, looking forward to the release of your record because uh, I don't know that I'll, like I said, I'll be getting out there anytime soon. But uh, if you find yourself in Philadelphia I, or surrounding area, I guarantee you I'll be there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sean. Hey, everybody. Uh, make sure that uh, you tune in for uh, more shows uh, so you can find out about more great artists like Marina V. And until next time, this is Sean. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.